0: Welcome to the podcast of Broadway Baptist Church in Lexington, Kentucky, and the preaching of Pastor Daniel Osmond, a biblical church centered on Christ. Open your Bibles to the book of Exodus, Exodus chapter 9. We are studying the fifth and sixth plagues here on Memorial Day weekend. I hope you've all had a happy Memorial Day. That's tomorrow. We will be honoring those that have given their lives for our country. We are blessed to live. And the best nation on earth here in the United States. And we have, we have soldiers who have fought and given their life, paid the ultimate sacrifice for our freedom. So I hope that you, you see somebody who's in the service, you need to thank them for their service. Always make sure you thank them and g- g- express appreciation for what they've done for, for our nation. And we here are coming here this evening And we are going through the plagues. We're looking at the life of Moses and we're going to see a section of scripture that can be challenging and tricky for us to understand. It's tricky because God is going to harden Pharaoh's heart. Listen, it's not that Pharaoh, he started out the first five plagues. And remember, he's the most stubborn man on the world, which we saw last week. But here in this situation, God is hardening his heart like It's the Lord that is not allowing Pharaoh to let the people go. Because what we're seeing is God is setting up this situation so that by his mighty hand, he controlled Pharaoh, he controlled Egypt, and he's going to free his people. He's showing to Pharaoh, who he thought, Pharaoh thought he had all power and authority, that it's actually no Pharaoh, it's not you, in fact, it's me. And that's what we're going to be looking at this evening. Powerful passage. So our two scripture verses, like I said earlier, Exodus chapter 9. Then we're going to flip over a little bit and see John chapter 8, verse 43 through 47. Do you know one of the great things about living in our country is the opportunity to remember and and observe Memorial Day. And Memorial Day, we remember. We remember and think about those uh, that have given their lives. But we, in many ways, when we study this, when we study what we call the Passover, when we study the plagues, when we studied God's working th- through Moses and the giving of the law, we're making a, there's a memorial to us. We are remembering what God has told us. And reason why we are told over and over again to, to teach our children to remember what the Lord says is because we will forget. Humans have the tendency to move on and move past something. And God is saying, you can't move past this. You need to always remember the great things that happened and what certainly occurred here. So I want you to read along in your Bibles. Exodus chapter 9, verses 1 through 7. Then the Lord said to Moses, Go into Pharaoh and say to him, This is what the Lord The God of the Hebrews says, Let my people go, so that they may worship me. But if you refuse to let them go and keep holding them, then the Lord's hand will bring a severe plague against your livestock in the field. The horses, donkeys, camels, herds, and flocks. But the Lord will make a distinction between the livestock of Israel and the livestock of Egypt, so that nothing... Of all the Israelites, on his own, will die. I think this is important here. What's powerful about this is God is making a distinction. And that distinction is that the Lord, He, His people, what He's doing, they're in Goshen. They're not going to experience the livestock dying. All the Egyptian livestock are going to die. They will, I mean, every single one of them die. They're losing all of their animals, but not a single animal. And again, the goal is this distinction. There's a separation. These are the Lord's people who you have in slavery. These people here are experiencing plagues. They are enduring difficult, dark days. And it says here in verse 5, And the Lord set a time, saying, Tomorrow the Lord will do this thing in the land the lord did it the next day all the egyptian livestock died you know and i think what's hard about that is when the livestock die that's their livelihood that's their, where they get their food that's what that's what po- helps plow their field that's where that supplies so much of their life and their their economy and every single animal is dead. This is devastating. But none among the Israelite livestock died. Pharaoh sent messengers who saw that not one, not a single one of the Israelite livestock was dead. Don't miss that phrase. Pharaoh could not believe what just happened. All of his livestock and his animals were dead. So he's hearing these rumors. Is it true that these Hebrews, the people I've gotten slavery, not a single one of their animals have died? So he sent some spies, some messengers up there and really report back saying not, n- nothing has happened to them. They're all fine, they're all alive, nothing has occurred. But Pharaoh's heart was hard and he did not let the people go. He had a hardened heart even though he was confronted with the facts, even though he knew what was directly in front of him, he could not repent. He could not turn. That is the fifth plague. I think what I get out of this, what God is speaking to us about this, is that the Israelite livestock was alive. Pharaoh's spies and messengers go there, report back, and he's just got a hard heart. Now, the first five plagues we see, uh, we're about to see a shift in how this hardening occurs. The first five plagues were, in many ways, what occurred here was Pharaoh hardening his own heart. God had told him that he would have a hard heart, but now, well, it's gonna, when we shift to plague six, we're going to see that Pharaoh, at some point, he has to have help to harden his heart. Because he's realizing, my country is falling apart. I'm losing everything. Like, is this just, I have nothing left to cling to. And that's where the boils. And boils all of a sudden, we have, we have these painful soar, sores all over this. And now God is going to start moving moving in and start hardening his, his heart. Verse 8, here's the sixth plague. Then the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, "...take handfuls of furnace suit, and Moses is to throw it up toward heaven in sight of all of Pharaoh. It will become fine dust over the entire land of Egypt. It will become festering boils on people and animals throughout the land of Egypt. So they took furnace suit and stood before Pharaoh. Moses threw it toward heaven." and it became festering boils on people and animals. The magicians could not stand before Moses because of the boils. For the boils were on the magicians as well as on all the Egyptians. So, they've got this suit, this furnace suit, these ashes. They take it, and they say, Pharaoh, here I am. It's number six. I'm going to stand before you and I'm going to throw this stuff up in the air. So this, this suit, these ashes are all over the place. And what happens here? It turns into festering boils, a skin disease. Skin disease all over the Egyptians, all over the magicians, all over Pharaoh's people. And I'm sure at that, at that point they're like, just whatever. We are dying in pain. This is awful. Pharaoh, just get rid of the people. We can't lose our life. We don't even care about the Hebrews anymore. Let them go, whatever they want. It's theirs. But the, and then God had to step in, and we see something's going to happen here. But the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart, and he did not listen to them as the Lord had told Moses. So now God is hardening Pharaoh's heart. God probably saw at this point, Pharaoh's going. He's going to let him go. But no, I am now going to harden your heart. And you're not going to allow the people to go. So you, you talk about a difficult situation for the Egyptians. They now have the Lord's hand the Lord is against them. And that's, what, that's what's difficult and challenging about this. So um, I want you to flip over in your Bibles to John chapter 8. John chapter 8, verses 43 through 47. So this will be our second scripture here. I think the question about this is, um, you know, God hardened Pharaoh's heart. Does he harden our hearts today? That's a good theological question. Does God harden people's heart? The standard lost man out here in Lexington, the folks driving by this evening here, they just coming by the church, has, has God hardened their heart? And my answer to that would be no. I believe sin has hardened their heart. I believe the detriment of sin, the, um, the, the habitual habit of sin has actually hardened their heart. But just uh, this situation, I would say, is different because God is performing a miracle God is doing something. God wants to teach Pharaoh and the Egyptians and his people, saying, it was me that released you from this terrible land and this ruler who was so hurtful and hateful towards you. It wasn't anything you did. It was all the Lord. And the hardened heart was to show Pharaoh, you're going to let the people go. It'll happen. You're going to pay a price for it. Your whole country will be devastated. You're going to lose everything, but it, it, you will get to let them go. And the principles we see is God wants to reveal himself to Pharaoh. Pharaoh is an arrogant man who made the statement earlier, a couple chapters earlier. Who is the Lord? I do not know him. And now the Lord is so showing you're about to meet me. I'm about to show myself who you are. You're going to see my power, my supremacy, my love for my people, the hatred of sin. These are the signs and wonders of the plagues. God's people are the Israelites. Right now, there's fighting going on in the Middle East. Israel and Palestine. The land they're fighting over was, has been promised beginning with Abraham In Genesis chapter 12, that land was promised to God's people, the Hebrews, also known as the Israelites. Those are God's people. That land is entitled to the Israelites. God has his hand on keeping a remnant of Israel there. Say, well, they're not saved. What God's doing is he's allowing his promise to, To be fulfilled. His promise is, he says, I'm giving you this land. Now, they're not going to receive salvation. They're just getting land. If God gives you some land, that's great. That doesn't mean you're going to heaven. They receive the land. And in many ways, what we have to do, we have to make sure that we understand God's promise. If God says it's going to rain tomorrow, it doesn't have matter anything else going on, it will rain tomorrow. Because God is truth. has nothing to do with salvation. If God says, my, I'm going to let my people go, they're going to leave Egypt, well, they will leave Egypt. If God says, I will harden Pharaoh's heart, he's going to harden Pharaoh's heart. The, pr- the power and purpose we see is the word of God is true. And God's promises never expire. They're not contingent upon anything they're not based on anything. Salvation, the only way for someone to get saved. Even our Jewish friends, they're in Israel today. And our Palestinian friends, trying to live in Israel. Their only way to salvation is through Jesus Christ. That's not because of what I believe. That's because of what God has said through His Son. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Truth comes from Jesus Jesus is truth. You want truth? You turn to God's Word. We need more men and women to stand up for biblical truth. Do you stand for biblical truth? Do you love the Lord? Because if you don't know truth, if you do not know what is right and wrong, you will be deceived. We are all around us seeing this deception. And there's a lot of folks with hardened heart, and it's because of sin. They do not know the truth. Christ wants to set them free. The great thing that God is going to do is He can reveal Himself to you. God has a great plan and purpose in what He's going to do. And I want to, I want to read this scripture here. Out of John chapter 8, verses 43. Jesus here is talking to the, to the uh, Pharisees. And they're accusing him of being demon-possessed. They're accusing Jesus, saying, Jesus, who do you think you are? Are you possessed by Beelzebub? He says, no. Jesus said, no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not demon-possessed. You talk, you talk about my... Jesus talking about his father. But Jesus coming about saying, you don't know anything about my father. In fact, your father is the devil. Look what he says here. Verse 43. Why don't you understand why I say... Because you cannot listen to my word. They cannot listen. Their heart is hardened to the gospel. They cannot hear Jesus' word. They, they, there's so much pollution around them. Think about it today. For many Americans, maybe some of you listening to this, you can't hear God's word because of all the other noise around you. It's almost as if you need some type of noise cancellation device, almost like a white noise to dole out all the other filth and trash around. You know, I recently read a book, our staff, we read a book. It's basically talked about white noise, and it's about the danger and the detriment of folks that are just, just too busy, and they have all these distractions around them, and they can't hear from God. And the author of that book, I thought it was really neat, he's saying, you need white noise. You need something to make sure that you understand that if you don't have noise cancellation, some type of, of, of buffer, you will, you'll be fooled, you'll be deceived. And I believe that a lot of folks are not hearing from the Lord for that very reason. Jesus said it here. You, don't, you, you, can't hear, you can't hear him. You do not listen to any of my words. Verse 44. But you are of the father, the devil, and you want to carry out your father's desires. He was a, look at this, he was a murderer from the beginning. He goes on to say, and does not stand for the truth. Devil does not speak truth. Now, remember, a broken clock is, twi- or is correct twice a day, you know, two times a day. So there might be a small amount of truth from the devil, but the, he only puts that truth there to lead people astray. because there is no truth in him. When he tells a lie, he speaks from his very own nature because he is a liar. And look at this, the father of lies. The devil is the father of lies. Yet because I tell the truth, you don't believe me. And the reason you can't believe me is because you have been indoctrinated by lies. You believe lies so long. You believe this stuff so long. Next thing you know, It's just ingrained into you. And I tell you, this is why I keep going back to this. Hollywood, the media, news, 24-7 news. If you and I aren't careful, what's being pumped into us through radio, through television, through streaming, we will begin to believe it. God is calling us, Says, no, you can't do it. The one who is from God listens to God's word. This is why you don't listen, because you, people, you are not from God. Are you listening to God? If you want to hear from God, you listen to his word. The great, thing, great point about our church, Broadway Baptist Church stands on God's word. We believe in the infallibility, the inerrancy, the truth of this book. And we stand on that. You know, there's a lot of things in church life, there's a lot of things in our life that are very subjective. Sports teams, dinner, who you go for, decorations, what stuff looks like, what people dress. That's not That's not what's most important. What's most important is we are obedient to God's command. He has given us His command, we follow it. And I'm asking you this evening, here on Memorial Day, as we remember those that have fallen for our country, we honor those and their families that have, and make memory of them. Do you listen to God's word? Do you hold to God's truth? God's plan and purpose for us is to be faithful to his word. I'm going to close this in a prayer. This here reminds us of these two plagues. Plagues number five and six. God hardened Pharaoh's heart so he could show his mighty hand. Some of you might have hard hearts. God wants to soften your hearts so you respond to the gospel. Don't be like Pharaoh. We want to have an attitude and a heart of clay, soft and responsive to the Lord. I'm going to pray for you. I want you to put your hands up. God, I pray for those listening this evening. We pray for the people here who maybe have just been hardened and deceived by our culture. Lord, soften their hearts. Help them hear from you. Lord, take these words and shape our hearts with them. Lord, I pray this evening, if there's anybody here that needs to experience spiritual renewal, spiritual revival, they need to turn to you, I pray they will do so. I thank you for what you're doing in our country, in our lives. Lord, we we give you this service Seal it upon our hearts. Help us live for you. Help us be obedient believers. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I want to hear from you. You, you reach out, fill out our online connection card, and send me a prayer request. We have a, a dynamic prayer ministry. We faithfully pray for you. Maybe you're struggling with some, some addiction. You're struggling with doubt. You're struggling with sadness and depression and Christ is calling you home. God bless you. I will see you next Sunday, right here as we go, continue going through the book of Exodus, studying the life of Moses here on our Sunday night service. God bless you. See you next week.